This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Welcome to today's show, which is all about facilitating a workshop for a high-performing team to help them reset and refocus and think about what they want to achieve and how in the months or the year ahead. So what I'm going to be covering are some evidence-based insights, tools and approaches for facilitating a high-performance team reset and refocus workshop. I'll also share a little bit of research and some practical ways that you can use that research to help your team to perform at an even higher level. And I'll be giving you an example of a focused agenda for your high-performing team workshop, along with some purposeful, engaging, interactive activities you can use. And these are things that you can apply directly to your business and lead to agreed actions and commitments. So these aren't really games or outward bound or sort of, you know, typical team building activities per se. They are activities, but they are things that are designed around thinking about the year ahead, where you are now and how you're going to get as a team to where you want to be. If you're looking for something that's a bit more outward bound and adventurous and outdoors, I really do recommend that you have a look at the Strengths Trail by True North Development, who are doing some amazing sort of team building programs and leadership programs using strengths coaching. So they're a good one to look at. If you're interested in leadership strengths as well, more generally, take a look at Andy Jenkins and his work on my leadership strengths. So a couple of other things for you to look at if you're interested in this sort of area. So as well, I'm going to give you some tips and techniques for opening up constructive and progressive conversations with the team. So everything I'm going to share with you here, as always, I've used it with many, many teams, literally hundreds, if not more than hundreds of people in different sorts of organisations around the world. So these are all proven. It's about you picking the ones that you think will work best for you and your team with the situation that you're in. So we'll get started. And where I want to begin is really about defining high performance. And everybody's got their own definition of high performance, I'm sure. But for me, from where I'm coming from in this episode, it's really about the team achieving sustainably and with excellence over the long term. It's not about going flat out, trying to be perfect, and then over time not being able to sustain that and people getting stressed or burnout or whatever. It really is about thinking about the bigger picture and high performance in the widest context. So within that, things like well-being, connection, purpose, values, and the team using their strengths both individually and collectively All of those aspects are absolutely integral to success. So when we're thinking about high performance, we're thinking about a very rounded, balanced, healthy, connected, sustainable view of high performance, not just a short burst that we just can't sustain over a long period of time. This is really for teams that are performing, you know, pretty well. They're getting on well, maybe some areas for improvement, but they're getting on together well. They're performing pretty well and they just want to reset and refocus and go again 
reset goals and think about the plans to achieve those goals and really get everybody on the same page. I have got some resources. If you have a team that needs rebuilding and isn't in such a great place, then I do recommend you have a look at my facilitation guide on how to rebuild a team, which is completely free of charge. Just have a look at it on the Big Bang Partnership website. Just go onto the blog in the content studio, type in how to rebuild a team and it'll come up for you. And there's also another guide to psychological safety and teamwork, which you can find on the Big Bang Partnership YouTube channel as well. So those things, if your team needs some work, maybe relationships aren't great, or maybe people feel a bit distanced just because of how things have been, or you've been through a difficult time as a team, sometimes a bit of rebuilding is needed and you might want to do some of that work before you go into the suggestions that I'm sharing with you in this episode. But just a few reminders really, in terms of high-performing teams, research from people like Lencioni demonstrate that actually with high-performing teams, what they've all got in common is that they have a foundation of trust. And having that foundation of trust means that they'll be open, they'll challenge. You know, if people have got different ideas, they're not afraid to share them. So trusting teams that can manage conflict and actually use conflict constructively and wisely and healthily, that builds commitment, which in turn builds accountability and that drives results. So the activities that I'm going to share in this high performance team workshop agenda all help continue to create this sense of trust and commitment and and people sharing ideas. So it's entirely consistent with that. It supports things like the high performance team model by Macmillan, where it helps create a common purpose with clear roles, communication, solid relationships, effective processes, great leadership. All of those things are needed for a high performing team to do its best work. And these complement that and they support all of this stuff, which is shown to be really important for a high-performing team. And then finally, of course, the strategy pyramid and getting the high-performance team to think about, you know, what's its purpose and mission and vision? What is the team there to achieve? What goals will help it to achieve those things? And then working towards how to get there and how to measure that process as well and how to measure the progress against all of those. So this workshop and the agenda and the activities will all help you do those things with the team. Let's get started then with the reset and refocus agenda. So I'm suggesting that first of all, as always, you have a getting started section, which is about a welcome, an introduction to the session, the purpose as in why you're here, and a warm-up to get people into the room with you, whether it's a virtual room or a physical room. Then moving into what I call futurescaping. So that's a term that I've created and used, which is thinking about what is the future looking like? What are the aspirations, the long-term goal, perhaps for the next 12 months or six months or even longer? And then the next bit is about taking stock, thinking about the current position and a bit of a retrospective, the journey so far and lessons learned so that you can take those forward into the next piece, which is bridging the gap. And bridging the gap is all about generating ideas, selecting ideas and developing them so that you can get from where you are now to where you want to be as a team. And then the final piece in the agenda is the action planning. It's deciding on what are the next steps that you're going to take together as a team to action all of this, to make it happen 
in reality. So that's the outline agenda. And what I've got for you is some of the more creative elements of that agenda. I've got various different activities to suggest to you today that you can choose from and combine them in different ways to use them in your own agenda with your own team. It is really important to get people's minds out of the day job and you know the email or the conversation they've just been having on the phone or, or on Zoom or Teams or whatever and into what you're doing. So that is important. And I've got loads of resources. Again, on the, have a look on the Big Bang Partnership website. Look up icebreakers and warm-ups in the blog and energizers and you'll find lots of ideas of how to do that including when teams know each other. Once you've done that, you're then moving into futurescaping. And futurescaping is about thinking, where do you want to be? You know, what is the vision for this team at the end of six months or 12 months or, or longer? And you map out where you want to be across each of those months or years. You know, what are the things for each of the themes that are important to you? Do you want to be achieving in your vision as a team? So I would Give them the years, suggest a couple of themes, perhaps as the prompts or a number of themes. They could be things like customer experience. They could be things like efficiency. They could be things like engagement, product quality, new business, all sorts of different things, things that matter and are relevant to you and your team. And then you're sort of saying where you want to be. What sort of impact do you want to be having? What sort of things do you want to be achieving? And that's one way that you could actually create a shared vision. And I like to get the years across the top on the wall or on a virtual whiteboard and then get people putting sticky notes all over it so we can see what the aims are per theme as you go through. Another really nice tool, this is one you may have heard me mention before, but these are so versatile, is what I call the cover story activity. And this is where you ask the team, I would suggest groups of three, five, six, something like that. Ask them to create an image with headlines of a magazine or newspaper cover saying when they've achieved the end of the year, what would the cover story be if there was something in a magazine or a newspaper that really was celebrating the successes that the teams achieved? What would people be tweeting? What would the key messages be in a big interview? Who would the in-depth interview be with? What sort of quotes might you get from different stakeholders to go with the article? What would be on Instagram? I like to get people to use images as well as words Sometimes I'll take in uh, newspapers and magazines if I'm doing this in person so that people can actually cut out and stick and create different versions of this. Or if you don't want to do that, you can just do it with pens, flip chart paper or on virtual whiteboard and get people to drag in images and use sticky notes and all those sorts of things. So getting them to create the newspaper cover or the magazine cover of the future when they've completed and delivered all their aspirations at the end of 12 month or a six month period. I also like using um, metaphor. So metaphor is where we use one thing to describe something else. So if I were to say that I'm a busy bee, for instance, then busy bee is a metaphor for me. I ask them to create a poster that has a metaphor for how they want to be as a team and what they want to be achieving as a team. And then as a second step, ask them to create a second poster, which is a metaphor for how they see themselves right now or how they've been over the last six or 12 months as a team currently. And the example I've got here is a real one. This particular group was saying that in the future, their goal is to be a classic, full and delicious cheesecake 
with buttery biscuit base, a caramel layer, a cream cheese layer and chocolate shards and strawberry topping all coming together and blending in nicely and working as a single cheesecake. Whereas at the moment, in their current metaphor, was a deconstructed cheesecake. So all the right bits, sort of doing the right things and tasting right, but not working together, not coming together as something that creates a great result. And we got into quite a lot of depth about why this was and why they'd chosen this metaphor and what it all stood for. And we got so much good content from the conversation about this. So I absolutely love this and I've seen all sorts of metaphors. So it's it's a really nice thing that you can do and it gets everybody involved. So there are a few creative visioning things you can do to get the team to think about where they want to be and the things you want to achieve together moving forwards. You've got future scaping, we've talked about metaphor and we've talked about the cover story activity. So you could pick one of those or maybe use a couple of them in tandem and get a really good start to your workshop, nice and creative and getting everybody thinking about looking forward. Now, an important tip is that once you've done that creative visioning activity, stop there, just pause there and think about how you could identify some measurable deliverables. So how are you going to know when those things have been successful? And I would use something like sticky note clustering to add in some goals, objectives and key results. And um, if you've already got those, then think about, you know, matching those in to the work that you've got, that you've done on the creativity. So put the creativity piece together with some measurable, tangible goals, objectives and key results that you can track and move forward. So you're actually defining what success looks like, both in a figurative way, but also in a really tangible, quantitative way as well. Now, when we've done all the future scaping and we've been thinking about moving forward, the next piece is all around taking stock. And this is about thinking as a team, reflecting on the current position and retrospectively how well things have been going or how not so well things have been going. So a balanced view on the progress to date. And one of the things you can do is just really simply have a lightning talk, which is a short, punchy, energetic, pacey presentation of about 10, 15 minutes that summarises the progress and the results of the year to date. So that brings everybody up to speed and then you can have a discussion and maybe use some sticky notes to to talk about why that is and where you are right now. So that's a very straightforward way of doing it. You could also get people to think about when have they been at their best? You know, when are they at their best, both currently and in recent performance? You could ask them to collage that. You could ask them to mind map that. You could ask them to just simply, you know, jot it down, cover something with sticky notes and think about getting them to describe what's actually happening and why they've been at their best. You know, what are the factors that drive that strong performance? Remember, I said at the beginning of the show that high performing teams are teams that really know what their strengths are and play to those strengths individually and collectively. So this helps to think about what they are so that the team can then think about how to use those strengths, how to leverage those strengths to achieve the vision that you've been working on in the previous session. Using a retrospective activity is super useful as well. So a retrospective is simply an activity that gets people to reflect 
on recent past progress and performance to identify what they can learn. So what they can change for the better, what they need to keep doing because it's working really well and what needs to stop happening. So it's a really, really healthy and good thing to do, a very balanced thing to do. You could quite straightforwardly do some lessons learned. Yeah, what what have we learned in terms of successes and things that haven't gone so well? You could ask people to give one word that they think describes the performance of the last six or 12 months and then get all those everybody's words out onto the wall or onto the virtual whiteboard and then explore why people have chosen those words and think about what's led to those words coming about. That's a really, really good one. Very simple, but very powerful and very effective. You could simply ask people what has made them mad glad and sad. And of course, you're thinking about things that have happened and things that have influenced the team's performance. A nice one to do, a really feel-good one, is to do a kudos cards wall. And this is where you would put the name of every person in the team up on the wall. Each person's got their own space on the wall. And then you ask everybody to write a kudos card for all of their colleagues and then stick the cards up on the wall around the names that are relevant. So everybody essentially gets a load of comments about themselves and feedback and all very positive. So you're looking for things that people are doing well, again, building on strengths. That's a really nice feedback thing to use that generates some great team bonding as well. Now, here's one. Three Little Pigs is about which things would be the straw house, so a bit shaky, which things that the team have done would be the stick house, so good foundations, but could be better. And which things are the brick house, which are pretty well constructed. So that's uh, that's quite a good fun one uh, to do as well. And the final suggestion I've got, and I could give you a really, really long list of suggestions, is letters to the future. Many of us have come across the concept of either writing a postcard or a letter to yourself in the future that you then open at a later date and reflect back on the advice and and where you were at the time of writing the letter. Well, this is a variation on that, really. What you're doing is you're writing a letter to the future, reflecting on the past performance. So the team writes itself a letter about what it's learned over recent months and the recent year, and that it wants to learn from in the year ahead, and what they'd say to each other as well about what they've learned from the past year and the year to come. So I think there are some lovely retrospective options there. So be creative, try some different things and think about what your team would need the most. You know, you can do a couple of these. Again, pick two and maybe go for a kudos cards wall as well as the three little pigs. So you've got some individual elements in there and people getting some feel good feedback as well as looking at performance in the round with something like the three little pigs. We're nearly there now because the next bit is You've decided where you want to be and you've thought about the vision and what success looks like. You've taken stock and thought about where you are, what's contributed to that performance. And now it's about getting from where you are to where you want to be. So these are all around idea generation, prioritization and development. And I'm just going to simply recommend that you um, have a look at doing some crazy eights. Crazy eights is an ideation technique that you'll find in Jake Knapp's book, sprint and all you do is you get everybody to work individually they have a piece of a4 paper that they fold a few times so you get that there are sort of creases that create eight boxes on the piece of of a4 paper 
and you set the timer for a minute, eight times. And in each of those minutes, everybody sketches individually working on their own um, an idea to get them from where the team is now to where the team needs to be in the future. Consecutively, a minute, stop, then straight into the next minute, stop into the next minute, and straight into the next one. You can also have one idea and develop that and improve on it each time, or people can have eight separate ideas. It doesn't really matter as long as they're thinking creatively about how to get from where they are now as a team to where they want to be in the future. It's a really good, fast, pacey, creative thing to do. It does get harder the the more towards the eighth box people get. But that's sort of the point. It's about stretching that thinking. And then when they've done that, this is to use as well as the crazy eights that I've just talked about. This is also in the sprint book by Jake Knapp, is to get people to think about um, an idea or a combination of ideas from the crazy eight sketches that they've been doing and put them together as a single solution. So you can get either get people to work on their own or you can get people to start sharing the ideas, talking about what they've sketched in the crazy eights and then combining the best one to create a detailed description, a detailed plan for how to move forward. You might want to use something like storyboarding where you ask them to put the solution in different frames or using text and pictures and sketches to describe what they think needs to happen next. So just to recap there, because that was a lot, um, I would ask them to do crazy eights individually, eight sketches, uh, one per minute, consecutive minutes on ideas to get from where the team is now to where the team needs to be. And then they would share their ideas and collectively in breakout groups, create a single sketch that summarizes the best of those ideas all working together in probably a storyboarded format. If you've got loads of ideas, you might want to get people to talk through them and then vote on the ones that they think are the priority or the most effective. So something like sticky dot voting uh, to, to decide on the best ones. Okay, and then the final thing, when you've done all of that, you've got all the ideas out there, you've picked the best ones, is to decide on what next. So create an action plan of who's going to do what, when they're going to do it, and how you're going to track the actions. And also, when are you going to meet again? When are you next going to have a conversation about following through on this plan? I think you could run that workshop and do it in around two and a half hours to get everything in, have a, a short break um, halfway through. If you keep it pacey, if you come prepared, if you know what the previous performance has been like and you know people are ready to talk about that and they've had a chance to have a think about the, the previous year's performance as well. That's what works for me. If you are a less experienced facilitator and you're doing this for the first time or you're facilitating for the first time, you might want to just give yourself a bit more time and maybe go into three hours, plan for two and a half, but get everybody to budget three hours out of the diaries just to give yourself a little bit more wriggle room to move from one activity into another. So there's your agenda. Welcome and warm up, do some futurescaping. I've given you a variety of activities to choose from there to think about where you're heading for in the next 12 months. Then take stock about the current position and the, the performance to date. And then do some crazy eights and some solution sketching to bridge the gap to get you from where you are as a team now to where you want to be in the future. And finally, creating an action plan make sure you keep that momentum going, make sure everybody knows what they're going to be doing next as a result of your workshop 
and also when you will next be catching up with each other to see how you're doing and move all of this forward. So thank you very, very much for joining me for this show. I hope that's useful for you. And if you're going to run any of these activities or maybe even run uh, the whole workshop, that would be great. And I would love to hear how you get on. And if you'd like any tips or you want to talk anything through, that's fine. We can jump on a Teams call at some point and just chat it through. I'm always happy to do that with you. Loads of great resources for free at bigbangpartnership.co.uk. Also have a look if you are interested in facilitating and if you're interested in innovation at the Big Bang Partnership YouTube channel. So thank you very much. I've loved being with you today and I'll be back soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.